Pod People. Hey, Worsties. Welcome to today's spicy episode. So spicy that my producer, I guess, couldn't even write an intro for it. (laughs) He didn't want to touch that one with a 10-foot pole. But we're going to dive right into the Stanzi lore. The lore of Stanzi's love life. Get ready. My ex wrote an entire album about me. Who's excited? Uh, Satan? Yes, Joanne. What fresh hell is this? This is going to be great. I promise. Breaking news. If you are receiving this right now, it's because you're a huge bitch. Ugh, Christ. What fresh hell is this? Hello and welcome to What Fresh Hell Is This with me, Stanzi Potenza. Hope you're all having a good week. I am. My days have been kind of starting a lot later just because uh, this weekend I had a friend in town. One of Roger and I's mutual friends was in town, so we were out super late this weekend. I woke up at 4 p.m. yesterday. This was the context of that. So my days have been... And then I didn't go to bed until like 3, 4, 4 a.m. So I'm just getting the day started at like 2 p.m. Drinking a latte. I'm drinking a lavender latte with not milk. That's what it's called. It's called not milk. It's like a plant-based milk alternative. I have no idea what it is, if I'm being honest. It just said not milk. You ask the brand what they are. What's in this anyway? They're like, it's not milk, that's for sure. We have a pretty juicy episode today just because (laughs) a lot occurred this weekend. And uh, I don't usually talk about like relationship stuff, my romantic life in great detail. Um, Like I know we've kind of touched on it before, but... I, (laughs) so, I mean, we all keep tabs on our exes at, you know, to some extent, and I won't hear any arguments. I won't hear anyone who's like, no, I don't. I don't, no, shut up. We all do it. So I found out that my ex released an album recently, and knowing him, I was like, I have a feeling that this is going to be about me. So I was like, okay, let's <laughs> let's pull this up. Oh, God, it's so bad. So, like, I pulled up the first song, right? And it's a spoken intro. And it it starts off basically being like... Oh, God, I'm cringing so hard. Just like about to say this. So it goes, drugs make you do crazy things, especially a drug you meet when you're going through a midlife crisis. This story isn't exactly about her, but it is about the supernova of that relationship. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, God. So that was like at like it was about me like that, that. I was like, oh, my!" the way that my body just like immediately like froze up and my eyes started twitching when I heard that, because I was like, that is 100 percent 
about me. So I'm like, okay, well, now I have to listen to the (laughs) whole album. And it's funny that he started it off by basically being like, it's not about her. (laughs) And then like the whole album was just like basically songs about me. And also, I'm not linking this. I'm not giving any of you scoundrels even the slightest hint about who this person is because I don't want anyone to send him hate. But like, (laughs) on an unrelated note, a musical break. (laughs) But like, the first song was basically like, I don't know, like he was like a lot of it had to do with him basically being like, I ruin all of my relationships. Also, the context you need for a lot of this is the fact that he is in a relationship right now with someone else. He has a girlfriend that he's been with for like two years at this point. And they basically got together like pretty, I would say pretty soon after like we had finally broken up, like we had finally put the nail in that coffin, which was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So like April of 2020 was when we were finally like, yep, you know what? We we gotta not do this anymore. It's been like since 2016, we've done this like four times now. But like the songs were basically like, I ruin all my relationships. I feel really bad about fucking up the last one. It was kind of like, a, oh, she's like, somebody now like she's kind of like popping off and I'm just this like mentally ill guy (laughs) so one of the lyrics right which was like oh god this is so cringe to say like I literally want to like tear my flesh off and hurl my body off of a building it goes I don't really care to know who you're calling daddy now Who's got it? Uh, who's got his hands wrapped around your throat? Who's covering your mouth? I was like, <gasps> oh my god! Isn't that the most? Oh, I'm <laughs> my producer. Right now. It's just so like it's so bad. It's just like ew, uh, icky. Stop it. So that was just not great. And then there was another lyric in a different song where it's like, will you be the one, the one they're all compared to, and I'll be the one that you don't talk about. Well, he is in a relationship with another girl. Like, I think they have like a dog together. Like, I'm like, this is, I would be so fucking pissed. That's why I was like, I need to listen to this album because I have a feeling it's about me because he was doing shit like that kind of when we were dating. But it wasn't like he was, like, reminiscing about his ex in, like, a I miss you, babe kind of way. For context, like, on our first date, I went back to his place and we did sleep together. And then the next morning, he was, like, picking clothes out of a cardboard box on the floor. And I was like, why are your clothes in a box on the floor? And he was like, oh, um, this is, like, my shit back box from my ex who had just given me my box of stuff back. And then I had found out that he had just gotten out of a four-year relationship. And I was like, ooh, I don't think I'm ever seeing this guy again. Of course, that was not the case. But his songs that he wrote about kind of that relationship while we were dating were more like, a, haha, we had a bad relationship and now I'm with this younger like person 
and we're going to Europe together. Like it was like like that was the the vibe. Whereas in this album, it was kind of like, oof, I fucked up. Ah! And I had just made a video talking about kind of poking fun at, um, I'm sure a lot of us have heard that Joji song, Glimpse of Us, where it's like, you know, sometimes I look in her eyes and I, and that's where I find a glimpse of us where he's basically talking about like how he's dating someone new, but he can't get over his like ex. And that's like exactly, and I I made a, joking video about that because I was like people do shit like that and then that's when I found the album and like genuinely heal on your own time you know take all the time you need like there's no rush you know I know he he's like oh yeah I had like an early midlife crisis but I'm like you're still in your 30s you're fine like take some time to heal before you move on because I would be fucking so pissed if I was in a relationship with someone that was like still writing about all of the regrets they have with their now influencer ex-girlfriend. I would exit the stage. I would leave. I would not be dealing with that. But now that that's kind of out there, and again, I am not linking it, but anyone who you know knows him and I knows that that shit is about us. So I was like, why not just talk about some of the insane breakups that we have had? Because there were four, technically. But, like, the first three were fucking insane. So we had gotten together, and I think at this point we had been together for, like, seven months, right? So we had just gotten back from a trip to Europe. Because my dad at the time was living in Sweden and I went to go visit my dad and he had never been outside the country before. So I was like, you know, would you like to come to Europe with me just so you can see other places? And then like once my dad time in the trip is like over, you know, my sisters go back home, then you and I can maybe do a solo trip somewhere else. And so he was like, okay, so. He met us in Sweden, and so we were in Sweden, Denmark, and then him and I went on a solo trip to Germany, which was, like, this was, like, before, like, we had said, like, I love you and stuff, which was, like, I'm, like, if you're not doing it in fucking Europe, when, when is it happening? When's it gonna happen? So then, like, That was kind of like a hmm. And then we got home and it was around the 4th of July. And I never do this and I will never do it again. But I said, I love you first. And his response was, I kind of (laughs) knew. I was like, so bad. I wanted to end it right there. So bad. What? Who says that? Ah. So that was pretty fucked up. And then he got like, he was just really nervous. And then like, I think for like a week thought like I was going to break up with him because of that. And I wasn't. I was like, if you're not ready, you're not ready. It's fine. But like, just like, let's have some transparency about where we're at in this little thing. And I think maybe a week or two went by. I usually always went to like his town, you know, like he didn't really come 
to the South Shore where I was living at the time, which is how I wanted it because I wanted to go be at like his apartment. But like one day he texted me and was like, I'll come pick you up. And I was like, okay. And he was like, and then like, you know, like I'll pick you up. I'll buy us lunch, like my treat. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And he was being very sweet, like too sweet, right? So then this motherfucker picks me up, right? I pack my overnight bag into his car. I load her up. And then he takes me to a local restaurant in my town that I have said, this is my favorite local restaurant. So we go there. We're like holding hands. We are talking about our weekend plans. Having a great time. Literally everything is going swimmingly. And then we walk outside. We are linked. Our arms are linked. Get into the car, right? As soon as we both get in the car, he's like, I have to say something and I know you're going to get upset, but this isn't working. (laughs) I'm laughing just because I'm also watching my producer's reaction to all of this, which is just like, (laughs) I feel like like two like girlies just like gossiping. (laughs) So, (laughs) So he's like saying all this and like, you know, I'm like, uh, okay. The fuck do you say to that? So then he's driving me back home and then tells me as I'm getting out of the car, he goes, I have your stuff in the back. And I was like, oh, oh, my God. This motherfucker knew he was breaking up with me, loaded my stuff up into his car, let me pack my overnight bag into his car Took me to my favorite local restaurant. Let me talk about like what like the plans were for this weekend. And then like he leaned into that. And then he broke up with me. I was like, you just let me look like such a fucking dumbass. So then like, you know, obviously like we are broken up at that point. And we're just diving into the Stanzi lore, right? So, you know, we we were broken up for like a month and I had started kind of being like, oh, well, I guess I'll kind of like get back into, you know, just like dating and stuff and just to see what's out there. And I ended up like I started talking to this guy that like was really nice and like we got along really well and we had good banter. And that's something that's very important to me, just like having that kind of chemistry where we can just be like back and forth, like joking a lot. And then my ex (laughs) found out that that happened. And he uh, texted me and was like, can I call you? And I was like, okay. Basically called me to be like, I loved you the whole time. Just kidding. Fuck. I just couldn't say it because I'm mentally ill. And uh, so I was like, "Um, okay, but I was, you know, 22. I was younger. I was like, oh, my God. And he was older. He there was like an eight year age gap between us. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, okay, wow. Like, you want to meet? So we like decided to meet for dinner. And by the way, like when he had broken up with me, like it had been right before his 30th birthday. 
which meant that I spent a lot of money planning like his birthday. Like I bought a lot of stuff. Something about me is I'm a great gift giver. Like I am like so fucking stellar when it comes to gift giving. I will get you something beautiful and meaningful and you will fucking cry because it's going to be so gorgeously thoughtful. And so like, and it was his 30th birthday. I had this whole thing planned. I was, I had like a little scavenger hunt for his apartment planned where I was going to put like little like things around the apartment. Like he wanted coasters and he was a musician. So I was like, I'm going to get him like kind of like music coaster things that I think that he'll really enjoy. And just like a bunch of like random stuff. Like he needed a shoe rack and I was like, I'm going to get him a shoe rack because he keeps talking about like the fact that he doesn't have a shoe rack and he needs one. So I got him like a shoe rack and then I bought us tickets to Six Flags and I was working in customer service at the time. Like I was not making a lot of money and I dropped everything for this. But the other thing that I had gotten for him was a book that was full of like cartoons of us. It was like little cartoons of us and it was just like all of the little adventures that we had gone on like the past like seven months of us being together and it was really cute and like I designed the whole thing and it was just like it was so cute so I gave that to him when we met back up for dinner just be like yeah hey asshole here was this really romantic thing that I did before you broke up with me in like one of the most awful ways I could ever think of he was like, I tried to be like, you know, as thoughtful as I could with it. Why would you take me to my favorite restaurant, like my favorite local restaurant to like break up with me? And also I was like, I was surprised I didn't get a severance package with that fucking breakup, you piece of shit. I was like, that was awful. That was awful. We will be right back. back worsties so that was the first breakup and then we ended up getting back together and the second one you guys the second one and i've talked about this uh in the live show so if you went to the live show you know but we fully broke up in disney world the happiest place on earth right in epcot around the world breakup I was meeting his mom for the first time. His mom also. <laughs> I really hope he never listens to my podcast because that will upset him. But like that woman held my hand and told me that good vibes and like Jesus could cure my epilepsy, basically. And I was like, yeah, you're so right. For sure. I was like, I'm so disgustingly in love with this dude that I will let you just pat my hand and tell me that my disability is just like, it's all due to my atheist negativity. <laughs> so I went to, we went to Florida, which is just never like the start to a good story because fucking Florida, dude. Went there, it's super fucking hot. The animals there are not cute. The ducks specifically, they have really ugly ducks. You know, we got into a fight at Disney World and 
he got really upset and then like basically gaslit me into thinking that like it was all my fault. So then I felt really bad because then I was convinced that it was just like that I was like a horrible person. He's like, you know, you're right. Like you are a horrible person, which was basically the gist of all that. And then, you know, we had, I don't know, I think three more days left in that vacation. We were basically pretending that we were fine, that everything was chill. His like sister's like, oh yeah, next time you come. I'm like, there's not going to be a next time. So that was really devastating. And that happened right before my college graduation. So I was fucking miserable. I had like a whole like party planned that I was just like, no, I actually don't want to see anyone. Genuinely. I am just on the brink of death right now. (laughs) I was like, I hate this. Please do not. I don't want to see anyone. And then I think that ended up being like two months later, we got back together again. But it also, it was one of those things where it's like, we got back together, but he was still like, hmm, everything seems to be your fault always. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just trying to tell you that you did something that like upset me. He was like, no, no, I think that you're crazy person and you don't deserve human rights or or that's how I remember it essentially (laughs) but I was so into the relationship that I was like yeah okay yeah no I am awful I'm so sorry I started going back to therapy and stuff because I'm like I feel like I'm a bad person right and she was like no I don't think so I've known you for a while I don't think you're a bad person at all (laughs) it it just gotten to a point where like he had gone on a uh, trip with his dad He was like, I need to get away for a while. I need to go on a little trip with my dad. I was like, "Okay, you and your dad have fun on a little road trip. He came back from that trip basically being like, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to pursue music full time. And I was like, "Okay." And he was like, he was kind of like higher up in this company that he was like working for. And so I was like, cool, great. So you're going to quit this job and you're going to pursue music full time. All right. Like need a little bit of a game plan there because that's a very big leap. You know, at the time I was I had just gotten my degree in theater arts. So I'm not like, you know, no judgment on my part. But like I was like, okay, so that's a big dynamic shift that's going to change. And then he was like, and you know what else? Maybe I don't want to live in Massachusetts anymore. And I was like, okay, right. So, so then, so what? Are you moving? Are we moving? Like, what is happening here? Because I was like, well, if I move, the places that make the most sense to me are LA or New York. And he was like, yeah, that's true. That makes sense for me too. However, I don't know, maybe Nashville or like Houston. And I was like, great. Two places that I really see myself thriving. Texas and Tennessee. I've always said it. Everyone who knows me, they're like, yeah, Stanzi, she's just like a southern gal, you know? So then I was like, am I fucking, am I about to move to fucking Nashville? Yes, I am because I'm in love and stupid. So... I was like, okay, well, uh, like, I guess this maybe is happening. But like, slowly, this man was losing his mind. Slowly, this man was just absolutely losing his mind. I woke up one morning before I even had like a coffee. 
He was like, I was, I'm, I'm thinking about getting a tiny house. And I was like, please shoot me in the face immediately. Someone please take a hammer and just hit me as hard as you can in my fucking temporal lobe because I can't do this anymore. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean you want to buy a tiny house? He was like, it would just be so much easier to just have a little tiny house and you can drive with the tiny house. And I'm like, uh, what? I'm not living in a fucking tiny house with you, you maniac. You insane person. I'm not living in a tiny house with you. And then he's like, well, if we had a tiny house, I wouldn't even have to move to Nashville. I'm like, then what was the point of you moving to Nashville in the first place? What? Like, something's not adding up. So just like slowly losing his mind. And I'm trying to like every week find a way. I'm like, what can I do to like lift this dude's spirits? So I'm like trying to do fun things for us. Also, I'm trying to find him like a fucking therapist to talk to because I'm like, something must be done. Something is not right. And then it all like came down to one day he called me and was like, I need to talk to you about something. And like, usually he's like, if he just called me, I was like, something's not right if he's just calling me. Like, usually it's like, a, hey, are you busy? I want to like call. So he like, it was just a phone call. And I was like, he's triggered about something. Like something happened and now he's, and it, that's exactly what happened. So he was like, I think that you have borderline personality disorder. And I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, I saw someone reading a book about borderline personality disorder. So I bought it. And I think that you have it. And I was like, okay, I don't. I think I can say that with certainty because I have a therapist that I have been seeing for a while. And we know about my mental disorders. We've covered that. And she's a professional. And I think if she thought there was anything else going on there, she'd let me know as my doctor. And you bought a book about it. And now you are diagnosing me yourself. We should probably meet up and have a conversation at some point. <laughs> so we like got together and he was just like, it was like one of the most batshit insane conversations I've ever had with another human being where he was like, I feel like you're going to shoot me. And I was like, I personally am actually against guns. So I definitely don't have any intention of shooting you. So I don't know why you thought that was something that was going to happen. And then continued kind of being like, I don't know, maybe you need some help. And I was like, bro, you got to get your shit together, basically. And that was like the last conversation we had had up until, you know, 2019, where I think I had talked about this before, but I was basically in bed with another guy where we were talking about our exes. And I was like, I haven't talked to my ex for a year. And then I got a text five minutes later that said, maybe Matt. And it was him being like, hey, I feel like I need to apologize for a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like we met up and he had like a two page double sided typed like letter that we sat in a coffee shop and he read it to me. And it was basically like, so sorry that I accused you of having borderline personality disorder. I realized that I was projecting and I went to a specialist and, you know, we talked about my mental health, which isn't great. And I was like oh, you could have fooled me. <laughs>
And then, like, because I'm a dum-dum, you know, we had kind of been like, oh, maybe, I don't know, like, maybe now the time has passed and we're more healed, like, maybe it could work out now. Obviously, that didn't happen. But also, at the time, I was kind of also seeing someone else that was just, like, a very, very attractive six-foot-three, just, like, beautiful man Someone that I was like, you're too attractive for me. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Something's not right. You there. There has to be something not right with you either. So, <laughs> but my ex and I ended up it was a pretty that was like the most subtle breakup. We had the last one, but they're so insane. They were just such crazy fucking breakups that I was like, I need to share this with the public. And honestly, I, like, I have been single ever since. I haven't really tried to even date at all ever since then, which ended up being great for me because I was so focused on career stuff that it didn't matter to me being in a relationship or not because I got so much fulfillment out of a lot of the career stuff that I've been doing. Had I been attached to someone else, especially him now, I don't think that I would be where I am today. I don't think I would have had this success that I've had on like social media, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I put everything I had basically into my career. So I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine without dating anyone. That's probably the most personal sharing that I've done about something kind of intimate like that in my life. But I was like, you know, he's releasing an album. I can do a little segment on my on my little podcast about my (laughs) tumultuous relationship. But heal on your own. Ladies and gentlemen, both, but, you know, but ladies and gentlemen, take some time after your relationships are over to really heal and focus on uh, yourself. Because who knows, you know, maybe you take all that that attention you were putting in on your relationship, you put that towards your career, and you could end up like me, kids. You could end up like me a successful career as an influencer who just basically talks shit on the internet all day. And then maybe one day your exes will write a horrifically just like full body cringe album about you, which, you know, I cringe, but at the same time, I do love attention. So (laughs) on that note, I, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you next week. What Fresh Hell Is This was written by me, Stanzi Potenza. It was co-created by me and my friends at Pod People who make this podcast come to life. Rachel King, Matt Saab, Chris Jacobs, Brian Rivers, Carter Wogon, and Anne Fuse. Special thanks to Gabrielle Rose at Dulcedu and all of my friends and family. If you love What Fresh Hell Is This, share it with a friend. And if you really want to over-deliver, please leave a five-star review and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me at Stanzi Potenza on TikTok and at Stanzi Potenza everywhere else to stay up to date on everything I've got going on. Until next time, have a great week, and I will see you in hell. Hell.